In today's episode of Forks and Fangs, we introduce a new segment where we review movies that were adapted from books. Our goal is to find the movie that is a par even better than the book. So sit back, relax, and go get yourself some popcorn as we discuss the movie, The Girl with All the Gifts. Welcome to Forks and Fangs. We're your hosts, Denny and Veronica. Today's show is a special segment we like to call Tiny, Tiny Bites. Bites. On this episode, we'll be reviewing a movie that was adapted by M.R. Carey's novel of the same name. All of the movies we review will be either adapted from writers of color or the main character in the film is a person of color. So what are we eating to go with our movie today. We are eating the ultimate tiny bite, <laughs> which is the <laughs> cupcake. So I found this uh, recipe um, of a churro cupcake from LemonTreeDwelling.com. If you want the recipe, it was so good. It was We're, delicious. It's going to be in our Instagram. Up on the up on the gram. And where can they find us on, on Instagram? At Vulgar Geniuses Book Club. All right, so let's get into this. What was this film about? So I'm going to give you a quick summary from imdb.com. Um, so here it goes. In a dystopian near future, humanity has been ravaged by mysterious fungal disease. The afflicted are robbed of all free will and turned into flesh-eating hungries. Humankind's only hope is a small group of hybrid children who crave human flesh but retain the ability to think and feel. The children go to school at an army base in rural Britain where they're subjected to cruel experiments by Dr. Carolyn Codwell. School teacher Helen Justineau grows particularly close to an exceptional girl named Melanie, thus forming a special bond. But when the base is invaded, the trio escape with the assistant of Sergeant Eddie Parks and embark on a perilous journey of survival, during which Melanie must come into terms who, with who she is. Okay, so that was the quick overview. Let's dig into this movie <laughs> yeah that's the overview is kind of like the trailer where it's like that's it like it pulls that, you in there's a zombie we don't know exactly why the girl has all the gifts and what those gifts are yes but apparently she can definitely eat the heck out of human flesh yes and but also she has feelings and she can think so i guess that's what make makes them different mm-hmm. but they're still zombies. It's a zombie movie. I don't think there's any really any different from any other zombie movies. If you want a real zombie movie or like zombie series, just watch The Walking Dead before Glenn dies. Because <laughs> after R.I.P. Glenn, everything after Glenn dies is shit. <laughs> but as far as this movie goes, you know the the things that they changed in regards to making this not your normal quote unquote normal. Uh, zombie movie is that they don't even call them zombies. They call them hungries. Yes, they're some blocker gel. They are not, um, they don't move fast. I mean, they don't move slow. They move extremely fast. Oh, yeah, that's right. They run. They run. And um, a, a little bit similar to maybe like 
um, I Am Legend. They're very quick mm. at trying to chase down their human prey um, for for sustenance. Um, and outside of that is your typical zombie yeah. movie. But um, before we get into what we disliked about this movie. <laughs> what did we like? What did we like about this film? Melanie, that's our girl. So it's refreshing to see that the main character, the main zombie, is a child. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you would have all the feelings for a child. Oh, no, the child won't eat people. Oh, no, it's, you know, it's an innocent human being. But technically not. She's half human, half hungry. And she ate her way out of her mom. Mm-hmm. So she basically killed her mom and she's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm here. And I'm half human, half zombie. Um, she is very smart, very inquisitive. She acts like she's a regular 10-year-old, 9-year-old. Um, but once provoked, she can eat you alive. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, we we witnessed the levels of her being provoked, being it by just the smell of someone. Yes. And um, also being the smell, being the actual want because she's hungry and she needs to eat. Mm -hmm. And then the protection of someone. Mm -hmm. So um, in this film, the person that she mainly protects throughout this entire movie is her teacher, Miss Justino, Mm -hmm. who is played by um, Gemma. I can't think of her last Hardison. She's played by Gemma Hardison. And in this movie... Uh, they switched the parts that were different from the book oh, where yes. they let uh, the main character is a black girl, but in the book it's played by a little white girl. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what pulled me immediately into wanting to watch this yeah, film. It's different. It's totally different. You never see anybody that is a person of color to be portrayed in this way mm-hmm. um, and trying to, you know, maybe essentially save the world mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, and be this type of character, uh, yeah, the hero in a in a horror movie. You know, it's really it's it's rare. Even though there are movies with people of color in lead of horror mm-hmm. films, you know, to see something like this was just like, like a child, person of color, zombie. You know, it's a whole different like matchup there. Yeah, it checked off all the boxes of what it is that I'm like, I want to watch this. Just watch the trailer, save your time, just bake a cake. The trailer was the movie. <laughs> Plant a tree. Plant a tree. Go <laughs> dig a ditch. Anything else. Go mow your lawn. Whatever your your chore that you hate the most. Cross ditch. Is oh. whatever. If you want to make um, a full body cast that you just crocheted <laughs> or knit it. It's worth more worth it than watching this movie. More. It, this movie was horrible. Yeah. But I mean, uh, there apparently was like, what eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Eighty three percent of critics thought that this movie was good. Okay. Unfortunately, I did not find it certifiable fresh. No, it's the same zombie movie, just with the little girl, um, and even the plot is kind of like, you know, what are we trying really to get into this movie? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to, you know? I guess, advertise that you're different. Because mm-hmm. it didn't really, you know, the shock value was there, but then it didn't push through till the end of the movie. Right. Like, they were building up this movie as if there would be, like, a great apocalypse at the end. And, mm-hmm. you know, Melanie would, like, save the day. And I'm like, I did it. There's none of that. I think that's what 
what makes it hard for us to really like like this film is because we're ultimately hoping that Melanie or you know maybe the doctor will have come to her her senses of like okay let me really try to figure out how to create a vaccine without having to kill this child in Mm -hmm. order to do so um and to actually save the planet but i i feel like the very beginning of the movie when the the military base is being overtaken by all of these hungries that are pushing up against the gate um it's probably just a foreshadow of like this ain't your home anymore like this is truly just all about the hungries and what they want and how they're gonna get it and i really feel like that is where this movie just lives yeah that you know there is no there will not be a new world for human beings as they know it like there were no there are no earth anymore right it's it's a whole different it's totally different and as we are shown at the end of the movie when melody decides that she's going to set fire so there's this this tree that has taken all of these these hungries have come together and basically formed some kind of like vine of bodies all the way up this building yeah and and have grown like these pods yes and the pods are very hard to break According to this, the doctor scientist, the only way to break this pod is you if you light a fire mm-hmm. on this pod, and you know it kind of like activates the pod, and then like it would release spores in the air, making everybody or the whole world, you know, basically a hungry. Because mm-hmm. the moment the spore touches you, you're con- you know, you're you're sick yeah. basically. So. You know, that's kind of like the playing, you know, that's the playing field where, where we're at right now. So when they get to that tree, you know, Melanie was like, oh, so this is like, you know, she looks at it and she's like, you know, there's not there's nothing really that would suggest to like the viewer that this is like, oh, this is it. You know, this is like what she was looking for. Or maybe this is like the climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. None. It was so flat. <laughs> I think. I think when we are introduced to that building, it's kind of like, for me, visually, probably outside of watching the crowd of zombies come to the base, the army base, Mm -hmm. I think visually that is the most beautiful thing that I saw in the movie of like how creepy this is. Like, oh my God, you really feel like something will happen. You just don't know how it will be, how it will come out. And, you know, I know that the professor tells her, like, or the doctor tells her that, you know, he set fire to it. You know, there are different ways. She she ultimately didn't know, but there were, you know, different theories that she thought mm-hmm. as to how these pods would open. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not know if either, like, the pods would open, but they would have come up with the vaccine and everybody would be safe or something to that nature. But unfortunately, what it all boils down to is that Melanie decides that, you know, she's tired of running from who she is Mm -hmm. as a hungry. And she decided, you know what, we're just going to start over. Yeah, we're going to we're going to deal with it. And I'm just going to be I'm just going to be a hungry that can think and feel. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to protect the one that I really love the most, which is Miss Just to Know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she lights the tree on fire and then, you know killing not really killing but inflicting disease to other people that might have all over the world because once it's in the air yes technically it's not only in in britain 
<laughs> it's all over the world. It's all over the world like this pandemic. It is a pandemic. Um, this movie was a little bit on the nose for us. I think that's why we chose it. But uh, she decides that she wants to claim the world for the people who are the same as as she is. Yes. Now, where it falls apart <laughs> in this theory, because I'm like, awesome, you know, yeah, go ahead and, you know, take over this planet for yourself. But the thing is, is that the hungries need to eat, uh, you know, like live things. Yes. So if you essentially are creating an entire world of hungries, they're going to eat each other. They're going to eat, you know, <laughs> they won't even get to that point because they all turn to hungries. They're not going to eat each other. So then they just end up just sitting there zombie-like state in a like a comatose zombie-like state and the big bang would happen and we're gonna start all over again maybe that's Who the knows? greatest ending ever <laughs> <laughs> just blow it up just blow everything up i i really wish this movie would have blown up yeah it didn't um it unfortunately did not blow and then miss just us. like the ending is miss just to know is like locked up in this lab thing concoction and i as a single woman felt bad for miss justin (laughs) to be locked up in this lab forced to teach these little children so they potentially eat her exactly so melanie melanie has decided that she's gonna lock miss justin up in this medical lab because that they that they found towards the end of the movie she's gonna lock her up to keep her safe from being eaten or being turned into a hungry. Yes. But it's there are questions that I have, like, what is Miss Justin going to eat? Where does she take a dump? And who's cleaning it out? <laughs> and Miss Justin is a woman. I'm sure she's going to have needs. She's going to have a period. Where she's going to get the stuff for that. <laughs> Honestly, like, is what there did- running water in this medical lab? Was there food? Like uh, There was no food in the lab to begin with. It was all gone when they got there. So how is Melanie feeding Miss Justino? They're going to meet with Michonne and Rick Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate spin-off. <laughs> that's, that's how they're going to feed Miss Justino. <laughs> so what it all boils down to is that we have this movie where it has this amazing build-up and mm-hmm. this horrible letdown of a film. Um, there were also some technical things outside of Miss Justino being locked in the medical lab. We had Dr. Caldwell, who's played by Glenn Close character, who in the in early on in the film, right before right as the zombies have overtaken the military base, she's having to fight off yeah, the zombies. A zombie who essentially was another doctor that was trying to kill Melanie's mm-hmm. so that they could extract something from her to create a vaccine. Yeah. Um, but what ends up happening is that she only she she doesn't get bitten, but she does uh, hurt her hand yeah, on what like glass or glass, something. Because she I think she was trying to fight them with glass. Right. So she hurts her hand, and all this time she's going through the entire film, and her hand is bleeding. She's going septic, <laughs> and she creates this lavish plan to be able to go in like basically um knock everybody out who's on this journey so you got miss justino and sergeant parks who have been knocked out with the gas that she has going on in this medical lab when they go out searching for 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 food and a lost a lost soldier who was on this journey as well they get back she knocks him out with the gas 
she gets Melanie. Yeah. She what does she does she inject her too, or does she get knocked out? She, with just, the gas. she just gets knocked out with the gas. She gets knocked out the, with the gas. But what we've what we've known about this character is that no matter what you use to try to put her under, it only lasts for a little while yeah. until she comes, like for maybe like a minute, and then mm-hmm. she pops back up. But really when she knocks much. her out, she having to drag her over <laughs> to the to the medical bed, and her hand. Was already swollen, bleeding, septic, and she was screaming, ah, ah, and I'm just like, come on, man. It was too much. Yeah. It was just too much. And I know that we're, you know, supposed to, like, suspend belief when we're watching movies, but at this point, it's just kind of like, are we done yet? What is going on? Can we just end this movie? So, um, thankfully, they did decide to end the movie very <laughs> rarely quickly, and I felt like they, like, they realize, oh, we only have 20 minutes left in this story. We got to figure out how to wrap it up real nice and tight. And it just ended up with Melanie, like, I'm going to set this bitch on fire. Mm-hmm. You know, like, goodbye, crew world, as you all know it. We're going to take over and make something new. Yeah. So, Miss Justin O is now forced to teach these little hungry children who have no speech. Yep. She's got to teach them everything. For what? For why? Why come? I don't know, but I guess they just want to make that... I guess because in the beginning of the movie, it was Melanie and the Hungries that were locked up. Mm-hmm. Now it's the human that was locked up. So they were just like, oh, this is the change of the world now. But, you know, that's basically, I think, their point. Like, you know, it's a role reversal now. But mm-hmm. why? I don't know. I'm sure there are probably deeper themes that people may have pulled from this story yeah but you know as your regular uh, movie goer movie watcher <laughs> yeah next netflix and chiller this, um, not, this this was not it yeah no. yeah this didn't do it for us so um so how much would you rate it zero uh, to five things zero to five we're doing zero to five things this gets a big zero oh, not wow. not a not a bite nothing for me you know what? Actually, let me let me change that because initially when I watched this movie, I was like, I would never read this book. And this is what it all boils down to. Outside of just the rating, will you read this book? Mm-hmm. And the answer is a big fat no. But this particular novel uh, written by M.R. Carey was um, originally a short story. Correct. And so um, I think that I would more be more prone to reading the nov- the short story versus the novel. Because the director did the same thing. Exactly. Because the director didn't read the book, but he read the short story. Mm-hmm. And he um, he was pulled in to wanting to watch yeah. this, you know, he did, create he, this he movie. He didn't know that it ends that way, though. <laughs> uh-huh. He didn't know the end. Well, we don't know that because we haven't read the short story. That's true. So, you know, that ending could very well be in the short story. if you've read the short story and the book. You know, prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. Yeah, if you were a fan of this movie or the book or both, please let us know. Hit us up in our DMs in in the IG. At Vulgar Geniuses Book Club. And let us know, like, what were your thoughts on this movie? Because we sincerely... (laughs) I'm sorry, but we just couldn't. We couldn't. Yeah. Fly she with acted it. very well. Melanie did. Would like, you read this book? 
I don't think so. In the beginning, I was like, yeah, maybe, you know. And you own the book. <laughs> I do own the book. It's on the bookshelf, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> maybe if I'm really bored or, you know, I'm, I've run out of books to read, which is never going to happen. <laughs> you know, or maybe if it's like, if it's a required reading for something, <laughs> who knows when. <laughs> but on a plane somewhere, if I'm stuck somewhere, and if that's really the only book that I have, then maybe. How many things do you give it? For Melanie too. Oh, yeah, that's so sweet. Cause she really, she she carried me through this movie. She was like, "Girl, hang on, I'm gonna get you right through the end. Just look at me, we can do it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really love Melody, Melanie, but it didn't um, pull me into really loving the the f- film in its entirety. Yeah, so. you asked me like how much. How much time do you got in this movie? And we had twenty, like what, twenty five some odd minutes left, and I had already figured out like this won't end well. This yeah. is not going to end well. So, but if you again really love this movie, we'd like to know. Hit us up in the DMs and just thank you for joining us on this edi- yes. edition of uh, Tiny Bites. Tiny Bites. And eat that churro cupcake. Eat the churro. The churro cupcakes will make you feel better after watching this movie. Yeah, it, we need it so bad. All right. So thank you again. Take thank care. You. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Tiny. We hope you enjoyed our show. Follow us on Instagram at Vulgar Geniuses Book Club. Our theme song was produced by Sean Kantrowitz. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Dammit. S-E-A-N-D-A-M-M-I-T. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor or Spotify. See you next time. Deuces.